I mean, if he's really trying to breed with the female corn, I'll switch him over onto the back of the or the male, yeah, the female wow. team. <laughs> and then, not right, usually not right away. He will go for it. Like it takes patience. Welcome to From the Ground Up, where we talk to reptile keepers and breeders about all things cold-blooded. Sit back and have a beer with us. Well, some of you are driving. If you're driving, keep your hands tended to and enjoy the show. Welcome to number 74 or 75 or 70 something of From the Ground Up. And um, what do we have to talk about? Wow, I thought you were doing the intro. Sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I kind of forgot what our intro entailed. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, you have the floor. All right, poorcitypythons.com. You can <laughs> check out the shirts, uh, one that I'm wearing, Poor City Pythons. There you go. And that supports the podcast. And then as well, we have Amazon links in the description of all of our videos and podcasts that explain no that you can click and then you can buy things on amazon and shop as you normally would and that gives just a little bit of a kickback to us and helps us keep on putting on the podcast other than that we are hatching out a lot of babies and it seems like things are just getting super super busy whether it's not for you for me (laughs) i told you this morning it's more just like anticipation it's like christmas eve every hour we keep checking the closet and like hoping hoping for something hoping so but then and then i'm like shit i got too many presents though at the same time (laughs) (laughs) no Uh, these presents are really taking up a lot of time but the cool thing is each clutch is so different, you know? Like- yeah, yeah. It's cool. It was kind of the first one. We knew there was going to be Sunkiss and Caramel in it. Then the second one I knew was going to be all honeys. And then we got a couple surprises at the yeah. same time. So it was like, okay, I'm I'm getting a hold of these honey things. Um, and then we had the, the Coral Ghost. And right. then that's like totally different colors. So. And then next will be the Amel buff, which is, again, completely opposite. So and that's then there'll what be I, another Amel buff clutch right, right after. after. Okay. Yeah. I just like that they're all so different. And so yeah, that makes I mean, it more it exciting. Keeps it different. But we did all the separating, all of the uh, one or all three clutches are separated now. So yes. all of our three clutches so far. And there will probably be some on the website. There's one honey that's pretty much ready to go about to have a third meal and then i'd like to get two more in there or whatever but that's pretty much it so three meals is your normal yeah three to five my shit's on i like five but i can post them up at three and then by the time you know things are going anywhere they're shifting everything it'll be five okay but enough about us no you didn't say what i want you to say what do you want me to say we have a new video up on youtube (laughs) i mean i know if you're watching this you're on youtube but you could be listening to the downloads later Uh, yes yes. so we have a new video about our babies hatching and everything and i think everyone should watch it and tell your friends and i think i'm going to make a video probably this week or next week about some of our favorite babies that we hatched so far maybe or going through a clutch of whatever and you're probably going to see me get bit a lot by little bastards of sorts have you gotten bit yet this year you can't when i'm sexing them you can't see but most of the time i'm trying to pop with 
with both hands, and then it's like latched to some part of my finger. Oh, that's great. You just can't feel it. You can't really yeah. feel it. Until... You said ow, but I didn't know you actually got bit. Oh, but... no. That's just like out of, I don't know, just yeah. being a smart yeah. ass or like just, just being like, fe- oh, just ow. weren't expecting it. Yeah. That's okay. really it. Now, enough about us. <laughs> now, enough about us. Today, our guest is Clayton Carlisle of Mesozoic Reptiles. Clayton works with all kinds of colubrids and mostly ones that he likes to mix all together, which is a super um, interesting subject, I guess, for us all. <laughs> and is uh, breaks down boundaries for some, and some are breaks like, they're cool. Boundaries. Yeah, that makes it sound super crazy. But, um, <laughs> but I mean, as a kind of purist myself, People think I'm against it, which I don't do it myself, but it makes like the most amazing babies. So I want to get into Clayton's brain kind of about it. So Clayton, thanks for being on the show and what's going on. Oh, no much. Awesome, man. So <laughs> let's get into how you kind of got into reptiles and what was the first snake that you kept? Um, probably when I first got into reptiles um, was in junior high. There was a pet store down the street from my junior high, and I started going there after uh, class and then um, saw all the cool reptiles there, and then I finally convinced my mom to get me something. And uh, the first thing I got was a rough green snake. Ah. (laughs) Were you, like, feeding it crickets and everything? Yeah, but, yeah, it didn't do that well. Like, I know the requirements. Like, I didn't know what I was doing Just back like then, every so. other rough green snake ever, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So where did you go uh, from there? Um, From there, I kept, um, like, I got, I had, like, lizards, like, pink, I think I kept pink belly swifts and different stuff, like, uh, fire belly toads um, after high school. And after high school, Club uh, working for a reptile wholesaler. Who'd you work and for? Is after someone that, in, took off. in LA? Um, yeah, in the in Canoga Park, it, um, it was called uh, uh, Industrial Reptile. Interesting. And, so you um, got to see probably all types of stuff. Yeah, I had kind of like not kept these things for like a couple years, and then um, someone uh, offered me a job there and then after i saw i, I didn't even know that, that that kind of thing existed and i was like blown away and then it just i just went crazy after that <laughs> how did you like how did you end up at native colubras when you're at a reptile importer where you probably were seeing snakes and animals from all over the world um well the owner there um he was really into colubrids um, just like from North America, and um, he was doing hybrid stuff. So, and I, 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 I kind of like got interested from what he had there. Mm-hmm. And how long um, did it take you, kind of, to go down that route, or how long ago was that, and then to where you are now? I started working for him in uh, two thousand. Oh wow! And yeah. then, <laughs> yeah. And then, um, like, that first year working for him, I, I got uh, bearded. He also bred bearded dragons. 
and they were worth a lot back then in 2000. <laughs> and uh, so I got bearded dragons, and then I, I started keeping bearded dragons, and then I started uh, keeping colubrids too that first year working for them. And was that, was the bearded dragon at the time, was that like the cool morphs and stuff? Like, was that the hot thing at the time? Yeah, they were. Like, uh, he was breeding them, and uh, his place actually got broken into. Someone broke into his facility and stole all his adult bearded dragons. It was like a week after I started working for him. And then he just had babies left, and then he had to start his whole colony over after that. Holy shit, so he didn't end up catching whoever did it or finding anyone. No, he thought it was um, the guy he previously worked for, because he had worked for um, another wholesaler. And then he left him and started his own company. And so he he had told me he thought it was that guy because they had a... Um, feud like yeah feud going on so he like he came and stole his stuff that's some like classic snake people drama that (laughs) that that's crazy but i hope we never get into that shouldn't be classic (laughs) there is like someone with the whole reptile like from what i've been seeing so far yeah being in it and so bearded dragons and were you producing them at that time or how long did it take you to start producing yeah probably um i would say i i had got like um yearlings so like another year i had them and then um i started breeding them and uh i i actually had them uh for a while till just last year i sold i had like 175 adults that I was breeding, but um, I just this last year I got out of breeding them. Wow! So, do you still have some bearded dragons though? No, I sold everything because the market kind of went kapui on them. Yeah, but, I mean we're <laughs> in kapui markets, I think, to begin with at least. <laughs> the conversation yeah. collaborates too. Well, when I first started, I was like uh, just wholesaling. They were going for like twenty dollars uh, a baby, so it was pretty. Decent. Now, do but, those seem to go in the same trends? Kind of snake. I only know things with no legs. Do things with legs kind of kind of go in the same trends like snakes do, or I don't know. I think with them because they can have like so many clutches that it's like one uh, one adult could have like three to four or six clutches, and of up to like twenty. 20 eggs a clutch. Wow. So, so. so you don't even yeah. need a whole lot of adults to make a shit ton of babies. Yeah. <laughs> but it's basically made to where it's going to obviously crash the market. Though, right, it's going to get like, saturated. The market's yeah. going to get saturated super easy then if you can have so many babies. Yeah. The, I think the market is saturated now. Mm-hmm. I've been seeing less and less things like bearded dragon and leopard geckos and stuff at shows. I feel like recently, like the common stuff. I agree. I feel like there's like one or two. I mean, you don't even see corn snakes. I feel like at shows anymore. Again, one or two. Yeah. People. We can just we can just start calling. Do them they have Python separate shows or... for like gecko? Like, is there no? It's just all included in. The, I don't know. If, Stuff with legs has its own shows. I don't know. 
Believe it or not, it's, it's a reptile show, even though I it's know, 90% but it's ninety percent snakes, even though it's a reptile show. So I thought maybe you know, the other things felt a little, a little hurt yeah, that they, they would want to go do that. Like most, most of the shows are like ball python, bearded dragons, and leopard gecko. Yeah, and then just like people have wholesale stuff that they get from wholesalers. Yeah, I mean it's kind but, of a like. You ball pythons, ball pythons, animals that I like, but I don't necessarily want to buy or can buy because <laughs> of the person with the table. That's what sucks. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like all the cool breeders that breed unique stuff, they don't even go to shows and vend anymore. Yeah, exactly. For the most part. I don't know. <laughs> it seems that way. I go to the Super Show, the Pomona Super Show. You may- There's some good... Good breeders there, but like it's few and far between. It's not like that's crazy. Uh, that's like one of the biggest was. shows. That should be the <laughs> the best of the yeah. best. <laughs> I mean, it's... there is some good vendors there, but like there's a lot of like just balls and leopard geckos and wholesale stuff. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely nothing. I never saw anything like you keep or breed at shows. So, like, what I know, obviously, your former boss or whatever got you into them. But, I mean, what did you first get into and kind of how did you go about your projects? Because I have no idea how you think, like. I have no <laughs> idea how you think. <laughs> no, I have no idea how, like, you plan your projects because it seems like you just hatch out wacky shit. And like oh. you never know the exact results. <laughs> oh, I do. I, well, I think I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I guess my uh, old boss kind of got. He was like kind of a mentor in a way, I guess, because he was doing hybrid stuff back when I worked for him, and uh, he would have like cross uh, gray band with Ruth and I, and made out albino gray bands. Um, back that was back in 2000, and uh, he had like other hybrids, so I kind of just uh, followed his thing. I, I just thought hybrids were so amazing back then, and kept doing that. So yeah, I feel like that is the alterna group of people who are really crazy about their lineage and their oh, localities. Yeah, <laughs> and oh, they probably hate that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some, uh, some probably, I, I don't know, I remember back on Kingsnake form uh, in the old days, like some people were like cool with them being crossed with Ruth and I, but I'm sure there are some purists that hate that. Yeah, but at least, I mean, they're albino. You're never going to mistake them, I'm sure, for a pure. Yeah. And there's not yeah. know out there, so. Oh. <laughs> I, doesn't uh, Stu mm-hmm. Tennyson, does he have, are those pure albinos? or? Uh, um, he has leucistics. Stu- I don't think he has albinos. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then there's exantic yeah. and leucistic. I don't think there's an albino yet. Oh, okay. But um, where'd you go from... I mean, you have milks and kings and all that stuff that you put together. So, where did you go from there, from like the king snakes and stuff, the gray bands? Yeah, just um, from working for him, then I started my own collection, and then it just like grew after that, and um, just started keeping all different kinds of stuff and trying to mix different stuff. Is there anything? <laughs> you... do... Oh, sorry, you go, go. Oh. But I do actually like the last few years I've been um, 
doing more pure. I, I didn't even really do any new hybrid crosses this year and the last year too much from the previous years because I feel like I didn't have as much time and um, the some of the pure like cow king stuff is really uh, selling good so mm-hmm. I've just been focusing on that more. Oh, so you are aware of like you'll look and be like. Because there's certain things that are really hot right now, like like you would never cross like an MBK with something because MBKs are all of a sudden a price. Yeah, yeah, like everybody's going crazy for those. Like oh, two weeks ago I posted a mail, a 2017 mail, and it sold like in like under a minute. It's <laughs> ridiculous. Everyone yeah. keeps asking, it's like, where can I get an MBK? Where? And it's like, there's not that many. And people I just have a male that I thought was a female <laughs> that I brought, that I bought a male for. Yeah. We, oh, no, again? We could have like the- been. We could have, <laughs> we could have had a great life in the MBK <laughs> world, but you know, I just think we're, yeah. we're not meant to have female. I mean, no. out of the what, 20 plus eggs that have hatched, I think we have, three females i'm like six years behind on this project i've blew. like it's, it's, oh. we're just not no one wants to <laughs> whatever snake gods don't want us to have any females <laughs> like i just i don't know what to do um but do you uh, have breeding pairs of mb I, I just have one breeding pair and um i wanted to keep back more like a pair back last year but um they sold so good i just decided to sell them <laughs> yeah that happens so much to where it's like you you don't want to sell everything but it's hard to also tell people no or like and then you end up selling your hold back or whatever yeah someone messaged you and they're like oh do you have this and i'll buy it right now I'm like oh right. i do <laughs> like the money's right here <laughs> um okay so i was wondering if there was is there wait is there something you wouldn't ever mix that was my question um, I well, I probably would mix everything, but just <laughs> like depending on like what I knew, like okay, like the countings right now, I feel like they're uh going good. And um, last year I actually wasted. Oh, I, I feel like I wasted. I tried. To, I uh, bred a lava corn to a ghost cow king. And I actually got them to lock twice, and the eggs uh, still went bad. So I was like, oh, I could have just done the normal thing and um, had good babies, most likely, and not wasted her on the, that bad clutch. So, Is But it- at the same time, I, uh, I really wish I would have hit and had the eggs for her. But oh, that's the way No risk, no reward. <laughs> Yeah, I know a lot of people think just people that do hybrids, they think you just put the snakes together and it's like easy peasy and uh, it's, but it actually takes a lot to make them hybridize. Yeah, I was wondering, um, is there an extra level of difficulty, especially outside of the genus and mixing them together? Yeah, yeah, well, for, if you're doing like calcium, you definitely, you have to watch them the whole time because... If you're like doing a corn or a milk or they'll um, eat it, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've had that ha- uh, female uh, attack the male, and I just had left her for like five minutes, and sure enough, she went for him. So, oh, you you have to be pay- be able to be there and pay attention for the whole time of 
what's going on. So are there it is more ways to kind of make sure that that doesn't happen, whether it's like big male, small female, or big female? Or does it matter um, the species of the sex and whatnot? Yeah, I would still always be concerned because even if like they're really well fed, I feel like because the female that that happened to where she attacked the male, um, she I had fed her really well, and I think she just smelled that he was different from her, and then she was like, "Oh, what are you doing?" And she attacked him and had him wrapped up. So I don't think it's like a eating thing; it's just like this uh, a smell thing. Mm-hmm. And but would you prefer? Uh a male cow king or a female corn snake oh vice versa. Uh, yeah i always do um uh male corn with a female because the um the female the male uh they tend to like to bite the neck of what they're breeding to sometimes not every time but occasionally that will happen and uh i've tried that and then what if it's like a corn snake or a milk snake they'll freak out as soon as they try to bite the neck and they're like what are you doing and run away so it's not a good thing and then uh, I have seen other people post um, in the uh, Ryan Betty he does some hybrids Um, I've seen him say that he's done male uh, kings to other things other species and the hemipene has been too big for the species oh. and it like it'll start bleeding and stuff so wow. I've seen him yeah <laughs> so uh, I've seen him discourage people from doing that so <laughs> there's too many too many bad one liners there's a lot of one one liners although I will say I've bred corns and I've seen blood from them just uh, the male corn the corn breeding. I don't know if he bred too much or something, but I've seen blood from that. But wow. from his what he said is like the hemipene gets stuck in there because it's too big for the other species. That's what she <laughs> said. It's kind of like it's like dogs getting stuck together. Yeah, yeah. that's a thing. <laughs> it happens. I've never like, heard that much yeah. of the time. Like much, yeah, much like, of the time is that a thing? No, most of the time. most of the time. <laughs> Well, a lot of the time. You guys should, the dog breeders should account for that, can't they? Um, there's like these hard these breeding harnesses that I've what? seen. <laughs> it's a whole thing. I don't really know. It's a, but, but basically, it keeps the female where she's got to be. And then I don't like that. I really don't like That's that. That's some dog SNL, right? Exactly. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> but <laughs> now that we've derailed, <laughs> how do you measure? Or actually, I want to know how fertile those crosses are, or how many generations you can go, and kind of how that works. Uh, I have noticed um, if like I've done cross like cross to cross like. At a certain point, it seems like, uh, like maybe four or five generations, like the babies like come out like maybe with small hemipenes or something. So there is like a a thing of keep doing different cross to different cross, like like maybe for I don't know if it was just that with that specific species, the crossing all the way over there, but. Um, for the ones I have, like jungle corns, I've just done to like F two and 
um, the other, the Imperial Hondurans, I've done the F2, and I, pretty much all I've just been on the second, like the F2s, so I haven't gone like past that. Are you trying to go past that, or do you want to breed it back to? Um, I've yeah, I've kept some babies uh, from last year. I kept a bunch of babies back from the Imperial Hondurans that I hatched out, so those will be F3s. And um, I'm sure I think they'll be viable and there'll be no issues with them. Mm-hmm. And those Imperials, is that a Puebloan to a Honduran? I don't know anything about the, the oh, names of the The classes. Imperials um, are a Puebloan cross to banana cow king. Fuck. But, but uh, they're actually like the Puebloan cross to banana cow king, but then the original. 50-50 is crossed back to Puebloan, so they're actually, the Imperials are 75% Puebloan, 25% Banana Calcium. Wow. Okay. How do you... <laughs> and do you know, like, I've seen obviously ones that you've posted up where it really whacks out the pattern, especially in those hybrids in particular. Um, is there any look that you're going for? Any look that you expect for them? And are they just all over the place when they hatch out? Uh, yeah, the well, with the Imperials, I feel like they're either kind of mostly banded and then um, have a stripe pattern. And I think that goes back to the banana cow king getting the the Newport gene, and um, that like half a either banded or half or kind of stripe have a stripe pattern mm-hmm. so and i think that's like a dominant thing with them from the cow king and then let's talk a little bit about um <laughs> jungle corns <laughs> well that's a size difference <laughs> <laughs> so what have you put in gene wise like Okay, so some people think that Tessera is could have been the result of a jungle cord, from what I yeah, <laughs> and I've seen many come out with Tessera patterns. Have you yeah. read F ones and they come out like that? Well, the whole thing about the te- that I, I feel like I kind of put that out there with the whole Tessera thing, <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, I don't. I, that, that's the thing with. Um, when you breed, if you breed a banana cow king, in my experience, to um, a, a corn, then the, half the clutch comes out just like a tesser with the uh, 50 are striped and then 50 are banded. And so if uh, they bred, in my opinion, if they bred that back to corn and made a super jungle, and then even after that bred a super jungle to another corn, uh, I think it would still be a dominant gene, the strike pattern, and I don't know. I don't think there's anyone to say. I've gotten a few arguments on Facebook about it, but so you can. You think... <laughs> I don't know. I don't have any get like. I, it doesn't matter to me either way. But yeah. I was just throwing that theory out there for everybody, and a lot of people got pissed off about it. Yeah, because it matters to me because I have a lot of Tesser people. <laughs> we have Tesser and like everything. <laughs> yeah, Tessers are awesome. I know, but. If they're, if they're banana cow kings, then we can't say our things are pure corns. Yeah, I mean, there's no way to say because the whole story of the the guy KJ buying them off King Snake, like 
Who's to say? I mean, oh yeah, if you're buying they could be Snake, Who knows? Yeah, that's the whole original story is that he bought those off Kingsnake.com and then bred them, and they came out that way. And then they've I only mean, been bred uh, to corn since, so they look more and more yeah. like corns. And so, yeah, like the percentage-wise of like you being able to say they're not high, it's, you they would totally look pure corn to me. But I'm, that's just a theory. I don't know. It could they could be pure corns? I don't know. Uh, Don Soderbergh says like compares the um those uh Asian what are the the one snakes to them. Ah, I forgot what which they are, but uh, I don't know. I don't think they come out the same way. <laughs> but you see something similar, like in the uh, silver leaf and the um, Slowinski's corns, or what do they call Kastachi corns to most people? So I think it's possible. They, they have some striped ones in there. Um, they have like a tessera-like pattern. Oh really? Yeah. Oh yeah. So, yeah, it is possible. Isn't another rat snake? Yeah. So it's like. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. the fact that I didn't know that the original animal came off of uh, King, King, King Snake. Snake. King Snake. Yeah. It's called so, King Snake. God damn it! We're <laughs> Kingsnake.com. Yeah. But then after being bred so many times, you know, like I feel like. Yeah, it's, you could probably like if there, even if it was a hybrid to start with, you could just say it is. To Clayton, it's like, fine. What, <laughs> yeah and i uh, see you've produced some like albinos and stuff right albino jungles yeah i actually produced um diffused jungles and uh i produced opal jungle corn oh and i have a lavender jungle corn okay um i don't i'm trying to get them to breed this year but i don't know i don't think the female might not be wanting to do it yeah. So you're really but, taking mutations from both, from king snakes and corns. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, yeah. Well, go ahead. I, that's the thing I thought. Um, the lava gene uh, mixed with the ghost cow king. I thought like that gray and on that brown. That if I hit like the 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 double homo of that, oh, that would have looked like so crazy, like a totally gray snake. So. So since you slogged out this year, how many times do you try with these hybrids before you're like, ah, let me give up? Either and do, are you like, is this the male or the female or yeah. are they fertile? Yeah, yeah. I th- thought it was the males. Uh, I know there's actually with the ghost cow kings, there is they they are known to have sort of a fertility issue, but um, this year I was like, oh. It was, screwed i'm not gonna risk it so i just bred her to another the ghost back to cow king so i didn't even want to risk it (laughs) (laughs) um i'd like to say correction someone called you out on your pronunciation of kasachi it's kasachi kasachi not kasachi can't say those well that's not even the right fucking word so it's a slowinski's corn it's not Kasachi's just where someone found him, and then we decided in the hobby to start calling him that. That's bullshit. Oh, so oh you don't want to take the you like the Slowinski? You have yeah, you owe Slowinski something to Slowinski? Yeah, <laughs> he needed to. He needed his name yeah, to be on it. Disrespect. So anyway, okay. Sorry, didn't mean yeah, to push a there button you go, there. Man. <laughs> I'm just I'm half kidding, but half serious. Just so you all know. Um, but how do you keep track of like? 
it works one for one like that. Like you can say at least what you think is going to happen with the mutations kind of blend together like you think that they would. Or have you done basically a cow king um, mutation mixed with a corn mutation? Um, like al- albino cow king to albino corn. No, no, like like if you had oh. the ghost to an albino <laughs> corn and then bred them back, bred the heads back. Oh, um, just well, the only thing I've done, uh, I bred a lavender corn to a banana cow king and then then bred the F ones back and got uh, lavender F twos, mm-hmm. jungle corn. And then same with the diffused and the lavenders were actually head albino. I don't know if, I guess the cow king might have been head albino too. Cause you know, the albino cow king and the corn snake, the albino gene is allelic to each other. Same with what one of the hypogenes in cow king is allelic, but I don't know because there's five different genes in cow king. Yeah. I'm thinking it's the Corwin hypo, but. Wait, so that's crazy. I didn't know that they would interact like that. So yeah. if you do uh, albino, if you basically do an albino cow cane to an albino corn steak, you're going to get a bunch of albinos? Yeah, an F1, all, they'll be all albino. Shit, that's some mad science that, right there. Yeah, <laughs> that, well, that just shows we're not like, too far separate. Whoa, hold on. It totally cut out. I did not hear it. We didn't hear anything you just said. Hello? Can you hear us? Hello? Oh, okay. We didn't hear anything you just said before. It cut out. Oh, <laughs> All I was just saying, they must not be too far separated from each other if they're out, the albino gene is compatible with each other. So someone would say... Um... You know, things outside of genus, I've heard this, things outside of the genus cannot breed to each other. But clearly that's not true with Lampropeltis and Pantherophis. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's clearly an exception. I don't know many other snakes that have bred outside of the genus. Do you? Um. Well, I know they found uh, gopher crossed with Gopher snakes cross with kings in California. Really? Uh, na- natural occurring, yeah. And I'm I'm uh, read on king snake that um that old Frank Reeves or I don't know if I'm pronouncing his last name right, but he said he would see uh, rattlesnake crosses. All the but I guess that's uh, I don't know. If, I, I forget if they were in the same species, but he said he would see rattlesnakes all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, hmm. I think I saw someone yeah, I post up a bull and black rat snake uh, hybrid or what? something. Recently. Natural occurring? No, no. They put it. Oh. They said that they went to go clean it and forgot it overnight, apparently, and made these nah. things. I don't know. It was on Kaluber Classified, I think. Oh. Um, it kind of had darker characteristics than like a regular bull snake, but it was still looked like keeled scaled, but oh. it was very weird. <laughs> it was not. Probably, probably the F2s would look more crazy. Would you that, put would you put way. more black rat in it or put more bull snake in it? Uh I don't know. If 
I, if I, uh, one thing I do like is, uh, I don't know if you've seen the Calico Black Rats. Mm-hmm. I think those would be cool to cross into stuff, but, because they have that weird mixed aberrant pattern. Right. But, uh, those, I don't think too many people have those, so it might be better just to breed them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what, um, as far as king snakes, milk snakes, or whatever, um, what do you have that's pure besides the cow kings that you were talking about before? And what products do you have going this year? Um, yeah, I have cow kings, uh, Honduran milks, and then I have uh, uh, corns, and and then just hybrid. But yeah, I'm doing a lot of pure cow kings because. Those seem to be good, and uh, oh, I have, I have that pair of Mexican blacks and corns. I have uh, like some different diffused and um, sunkissed stuff, and milk. I have the Hondurans and uh, I think that I think I have some Pueblin. And I think that's it. Yeah, I kind of went heavy on the cow kings because those are seem to be doing pretty good. Yeah. Um, what are you doing as far as numbers of what? Where's your collection at, and how many you're producing? Um, I I think I probably have like a hundred and fifty breeder, but some are retired. And then I, I have a bunch of holdback stuff from growing up. So. Mm-hmm. Damn. That's so a lot. out of yeah, out of that many breeders, how many do you have going? Um, probably maybe like 120. Well, but that's males and females. But I, I don't know if you guys. There's yeah. Uh, I I, I want to get more though. Whoa! <laughs> we were complaining about our babies and like the amount we have. Holy crap! <laughs> yeah, with the bearded, I'm used to like a workload. Like, cause those like you have to feed and clean twice a day every day. So, like that's compared that. to snakes, it's I know. Yeah, that's they were a lot of worry. No. But uh, <laughs> I, that's why snake to me snakes are a lot cooler. <laughs> yeah, it's just the upkeep is so much less. Yeah. So when you're producing that many babies, like, are you wholesaling a lot, or are you selling them? Uh, yeah, yeah. I wholesale some like just uh, like if, like if I'm bringing head to head, I produce some normals and stuff like that. I wholesale those. But then all the rest I just uh, sell normally. And you have a normal full time job, right? Yeah, yeah. I actually, uh, work at a reptile place um, that sells all the supplies and shipping stuff. It's uh, Superior Shipping Supplies. Uh, dot com. <laughs> plug. That's my plug. There you go. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we sell all the cups and shipping boxes and snake bags and all that stuff oh so you're kind of it's set up to where they're probably a little understanding of your situation yeah 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 i still have to work the whole time (laughs) (laughs) the owner's really cool so 
He's, there's no issue there. What do you keep your uh, baby or your hatchlings in? Um, I we still had on my work the six inch. Um, I usually keep them there till they get a little bigger. Then I put them in the nine. We sell nine inch cups, and I upgrade them to that. And then you just like put a little souffle cup. Like I saw you posted that thing from the container store. It was like that, but it's round. Oh yeah, so it's just basically um, it's a different. It's just a deli cup that you would see on a display at a show or something. Oh, I think we lost him. I think he cut out. Uh He's moving. Yeah, yeah, it's the round ones. Yeah. Okay, now you're back. Wait, no, you cut out again. I see you guys. Okay, (laughs) we couldn't see you. That was weird. (laughs) Yeah, so it's, I mean, everyone does it kind of similar. At some point, you have too many babies to do, I mean... Do you keep ambient or are you keeping them on some type of racking system? Oh, no, I just keep them in the cups and, uh, and then keep, yeah, the amb- the room temperature like 80. Okay. So, yeah, you do the same exact thing. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I don't want to make any assumptions. I was trying to look on Facebook. I think either your girlfriend, your wife or whatever, I think she's watching and she's commenting in the in the chat right now and she's saying this is why <laughs> really? this is why you don't have time to hang out with her because of all the babies. Oh, yeah. I do spend a lot of time with them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can only imagine it took us like an hour this morning just to take pictures of every baby you know write on the little cards like what they were when they're born and all that like i bet it takes you forever yeah it is time consuming but passionate about it is what you love to do it's like like what better else thing to be doing true true <laughs> so at the level that you- um, well i do go ahead what go ahead <laughs> at the level that you're at I mean, do you make like a good side income doing it, or are you just happy <laughs> to um, basically cover your expenses? Oh no! He's oh, gone we lost real. him again. Oh no! We've gone black. Oh, see, she said he doesn't let her help. Um, there's only I let Melissa help, but but then you micromanage every step of it. Yeah, so usually I give Melissa more of a, um, you know, she puts in the number. What, what is, what is Google, <laughs> Google Sheets, or I'm making a typing type of motion with my fingers. Uh, she does a lot of the, what did you do today? You just put down, like, I sex them, and then she just put down in the Google Sheets, like, the sexes and whatnot. Oh. It's just hard when we only have so much space to, like, mess with all the babies and... Um, you're not going to be sexing him at the same time. I'm sexing him where you don't want to get bit and shit on at the same time. But, but yeah. you also you have a certain way. I don't know. Oh, he's back. Clayton's but back. back. <laughs> yeah, I lost you guys for a second. <laughs> no problem. Um, <laughs> she said that you don't let her help. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm kind of pick- she would, I guess, but 
You don't uh, want help? That's a, you have. You're gonna have so many babies. Yeah, I'm just worried like something will happen. I don't know. <laughs> There's so many. I don't know how when we when we've done the reptile shows. Uh, she's good at like helping at the show because I'm not too much of a person. More like that, and so she she'll help sell stuff at the show. So. <laughs> I feel like there's just so many things that could go wrong with a little baby, or yeah, just someone who like, doesn't. Today, he, he when we were putting, he's like, "Oh, you didn't get it on its tail, right? Like you didn't get hit." No, <laughs> I'm of course I didn't put it on its tail, but like he's just so watching over me when I do every step. Like it's delicate and they're squirmy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and I know that I have eyes. It takes us like, attention to detail. You know, to make sure that we're good. That's all. Oh no. Do you feel like it's hard to um, pop your babies? Or we already talked about this, didn't we? No, because no, because we were talking. Adults could could sometimes be. I feel like sometimes they don't want to be popped. It's weird because I've like tried sometimes with adults, and then the male won't pop but then another day he will i guess i asked my question but, wrong i meant to say like today or we also could have been sexing yours too early today we kept wondering oh was that a hemipene or what was the other thing you called it muscland a muscland which i still don't know what that is uh-huh. but like we weren't we weren't sure a lot and i don't know if that's because we were doing it too early and they we should have waited like a week or so i don't know if it's something that would appear clearer if we waited or i don't know oh uh-huh. Uh, I guess he doesn't have that issue. I think with babies, they're pretty—they're e- a lot easier than adults. So mm-hmm. the males would pop pretty easily. I need to. You do just the. Um, I do more of like the ball python when I'm used to that. But you just oh, roll like your thumb on the side. Yeah, yeah. But my old boss taught me, and uh, yeah, just kind of like pressing, like one thumb on the bed and then one going like that way on towards the tail mm-hmm. yeah i do it the same way it's so scary it's kind of scary though with a little baby like they can take more than you realize but it's still yeah kind of weird what do you think you're gonna do to it yeah. can you really the hurt no snakes hate when you do it they always bite you <laughs> <laughs> yeah plus the <laughs> They're biting you and peeing and shitting. And- yeah. <laughs> yeah they're like, say. what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> uh, tell Gustavo to give us details. But how do you keep uh, tracks of, or track of all the babies that you have? And kind of, we have kind of a really archaic system of doing it, but how do you keep track of your babies, basically? Um, I get, like, Usually when, right now, because it is, like, I'm hatching it, have hatched out quite a few stuff already. I have a big table, and I kind of lay them in, uh, set them out in rows. And then, um, just by the rows they're in. Oh, so you just, uh, clutches basically together in rows? Yeah, in the cups, in the six-inch cups. Mm Mm-hmm. And then on the table. Do you keep cards or anything like that? On the um, on the tubs in the snake room, but so you don't do um, it for the no, baby. I, I don't. Yeah, I will. I, what is what? Like that's a good moment. From hatching and like, yeah, I remember everything. <laughs> See, I. Yeah. 
I have done that, especially with with feeding. I've always been like, yeah, whatever. I just feed. This is when it happens, and I remember who fed, who didn't. But I started losing oh. very recently. Yeah, well, that's when it could get messy if you're feeding and then you don't put it in the same thing and like things get mixed up. Mm-hmm. And just remembering yeah. for like when we're ready to post it, like, oh, did this one eat the first time or the second time? Like remembering that, like how many like, times they've write eaten. All that stuff down. Right. Like I don't know. Yeah. How- I'll- I'll write on their container if they're, like, not eating or whatever on the leg. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, a little sidetrack. Our friend Gustavo has a Ghost Brooks albino... Wait, I can't talk. He had a Ghost Brooks to albino cow king female, and he was asking, what would you recommend as a mate? <laughs> oh, the, it is a Ghost cow king cross already? Yeah. Oh, Hmm. Ghost cow. Uh, maybe uh, if it's a, I don't know if it's a male or a female. Female. Oh, it's a female. Maybe I would breed a corn snake to it. But, You're a psycho. Get out of here. <laughs> well, if, you, if that's what you want to do. <laughs> I saw that thing. It's Brooks King. It's gonna eat that thing. Yeah, gonna he's gotta make it sure it's well fed and. <laughs> And then the corn has to be tricked to wanting to... He's got to have another female corn to get the male... Wait, wait. On. How does that work? That's Well, that's how I do stuff. I do it... If I'm going to do corn cross with king, I'll put the male corn with the uh, female corn, and then he'll get it, like, start trying to copulate with her. And then um, I'll either... Uh, yeah, I'll usually put the female king in the same tub as him. And then if he's really trying to breed with the female corn, I'll switch him over onto the back of the or the male, yeah, the female wow. king. <laughs> and then not right, usually not right away he will go for it. Like it takes patience to get. But you're like really facilitating. Like you're 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 on a hard assist on that one. (laughs) But yeah, you have to have patience if you want to do that. Yeah, because usually it doesn't happen right away. So I know a lot of people think hybrids are like super easy and people just throw shit together and it happens. But that's to me that's not the case. If you want to do cool stuff, in my opinion. <laughs> that's crazy. I had no idea that that's what you had to do. So do you accidentally breed corns a bunch of the time? Like, Yeah, if you can't separate them fast enough? Or, oh. um, usually I'm watching, like, because he does the, like, going like that on her back, like, switching sides, and then I'm like, oh, he's ready, and then put him over. And then the hard thing is, too, the female king has to be ready to accept him, too, at that time. So it's like, that's why it's like, it's it's a, it's it's like a risk. Dating and they have to be super ready. <laughs> yeah, it seems like a lot of timing. It is. It's time consuming. That's a plus. Uh, that's why I feel like I didn't do much the past two years because I got married and out with my wife more so I don't have all that free time to like just mess around with the snakes so much. <laughs> Literally mess around with them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So, so do you have to because you obviously have enough 
pairs to where there's a lot going on at the same time. So you have to do the, that one by one, trick the corn, put him in the kink. You do yeah. multiple, multiple pairs at a time, or you like just do Oh, it? no, no. If if I do, there'll be just one day do this, Man. and then another day do that or whatever. And then I could imagine it makes it harder for you to know um, – what's going on because for me if i put my male with my female like oh, okay it's just not time yet or it's too early if you're doing that you're like maybe i didn't do it right maybe it's too early maybe it's there's too so many late. more factors there's, i feel like there's so many more factors yeah there, yeah definitely that's why i, I the, the llama to that ghost counting i locked him tw- i saw them lock twice and i was like oh for sure there's a for sure thing and then no no <laughs> Do you think it's harder, maybe but, even, for the corn to fertilize the the kings? Uh, I maybe with certain gene, genes of corn, like I, I, uh, I don't know. Yeah, uh, and I, with the with the ghost cow king, I know they have they're known for having uh, not the greatest fertility rate. So put like that together with them. breeding it to a corn, you may not have great chances. Yeah, I thought, yeah, it might have been good, but... Mm-hmm. This is exciting. I don't know. Hybrids are exciting. Like, <laughs> I think it's more exciting now. As far as, like, keeping track of everything, I know with, like, technology and taking pictures with your phone, I feel like you could have a good record because you'll take a picture and then it's right there. You could remember and have a good like information of what you did and everything yeah because i it's more interesting now that i know that it's real really difficult to do like that's what makes it more interesting if it was easy well because it's <laughs> such a process it's so weird it's such a weird process that i feel like it is like more interesting than just throwing them together right know? it's not just you know it's more of an accomplishment i guess yeah I mean, some, like, if you're doing mill to mill, like, Honduran to some of those, I know, like, you'll just have a, a male Puebloan ready to breed to, he doesn't care that it's a Honduran, and he'll breed pretty easily for that, but to me, that's, I like, what's the point of making tricolor hybrids? It's kind of lame. Um. <laughs> well, I see all those ones with the, with the wacky patterns that you post and i think those are pretty cool oh the imperial honduran yeah or, oh yeah those oh, but, really but those like have cow king in them too so does that add a layer yeah in between milks and king state it's the same thing it's the same level of difficulty or no with those because uh the original it, the original pairing of that was a honduran male to imperial and for whatever reason, the Honduran male readily bred to the Imperial. I, maybe because the Imperial is 75% Puebloans, it, it, it was like, it was, I didn't have to trick them too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so is there... Go ahead. Okay, I was wondering, when you do the king snake corn snake crosses are the babies there is their appetite more like king snakes like are they going to eat anything or like except i've seen some corn snakes eat eggs too but like yeah what is the kind of appetite and all that like um i would say they're like 
from what uh, are better than cow kings because I've had cow kings that won't eat and I've had to like cool them down and then bring them back up and then they'll start eating or start slapping them but uh, usually out of the whole clutch all the junk corns are pretty they like maybe one or two occasionally doesn't eat but out of the, the whole clutch so maybe they but get usually the, all the rest do. the ease of feeding from corns yeah and does their personality match as far as 50-50 or, you know, how does that work out? Because, I mean, everyone knows a king is all about food and they latch right. on to you and never let go. And then corns are much Yeah, different. once they're going. Yeah. Yeah, I would say they are um, pretty good for food. Like, they wrap around it, like, right away. So do you find that they're more like kings or more like, like corns? corns. As far as um, I guess you you could have some of the corns that are kind of more like corns in a way, but I would say most in my experience tend to be more like have the appetite of kings, like just go for it. Mm-hmm. Okay, there might not actually be an answer to this question, but do you feel like there is a greater variety in pattern from your hybrids, then that, this might be too vague, but like a greater variety in pattern, less variety than just if you're putting two coins together or putting two kings together. Um, I think it depends on like what if you're like putting a morph of the king or yeah. Okay, my question was too vague. Yeah, I, I, I thought so. I thought so. Well, I guess we did like a banded corn to. A banded cow king, they would kind of just have like that camouflage pattern. I would think they come out like that more. But if you do the banana, then, then the it's gonna make it fifty percent come out with that stri- striped like Newport look. You can um, call him Tessa, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> we all believe in Tessa's over here. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Uh, hybrids. <laughs> I don't think we would want to do the work, even though they're cool. I can't be sitting there waiting for them to be ready to pounce and have to take one off every like. You know what the cool thing about hybrids? Like you never know what the babies are gonna 100% look like. So, and is that like, true for even extra Christmas? Even <laughs> extra Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! The Easter Bunny's in there too. Um, is it? Is it even like generation after generation? Like it's? Is it you expect the same? When I can't, I don't know how to form my question. Like when you put the same two things together, are you going to expect the same every year? Does that make sense? Oh, or is it wacky? Like, like yeah. when you keep once you put two together, you're like, okay, all the babies are going to look kind of like this or is it every year it's like it still could be just as wacky yeah with the imperial like the imperial hondurans um every clutch to me like all the babies kind of have a different pattern and look like uh the first clutch i just had the first clutch from this season and um there's one that has like crazy like apricot orange color on it and i've been bringing them for a while now. I've never hatched out one like that. Huh. And then, like, so yeah, every clutch, clutch varies. But, I mean, there might be a few with like kind of just one stripe that, like, one or two like that, but then the rest are totally different, like, that I haven't seen before. 
So do you feel like it's harder, like, with Joe, he can see a baby and pretty much immediately know, like, not immediately, but you have a very strong idea of what it what the parents would be when you look at it but with hybrids you're good i mean i suck at it but that's because i just know but with hybrids is it harder to look at someone's random baby and think about what two parents uh uh, well i couldn't make a guess but unless yeah you know for sure what it is i feel like since they're so crazy and wacky it'd be harder well, I think that's the argument against hybrids is that yeah. you can say you right. don't know what this is coming from and someone's making an assumption if they buy if they buy it off a of Craigslist or King Snake and it looks like a fucking tesseracorn. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the buyer because we know and we knew this cuz we see stuff on Craigslist and like we saw this Florida corn and like clearly it's something cool it like maybe an ultramel or something but we're like, oh, we should probably at least check that out. That same thing could happen on a larger yeah, scale. Hybrids. Yeah, because yeah. like, I don't necessarily. Most people don't necessarily know what the hell's going, especially with colubrids. It seems like the the lower level snakes. I mean, a snake someone just picked up for twenty dollars at a show, and then they forget what oh. it is. Oh yeah. So it, yeah, that is bad if people don't keep track of what it is. Yeah, and it happens all the time, like especially with. Corn. And they're just like, "Oh, the guy told me it was this," and so I was just, and then, but they misheard it a yeah, little bit. Yeah, or... like I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I was like, "How can you be into this animal this much and not like know what it is?" True. I always find that like people are, like put. I just got this. What is this? Like, how, what are you asking? <laughs> why, did what you what like, why did you buy yeah. it? Why did you? Yeah, like I just, I just bought this. What? What is that? <laughs> I don't get that. Yeah. Yeah, I would fully want to ask everything about it and find all the details out. You uh, would think. Definitely me. with hybrids. Yeah. I would want to know a lot more than just the, with the corn with the hybrid, I feel. So do you do you vent shows? Um, I used to do the Pomona show. Um, I haven't done it the past. After I sold, I used to do it mostly cause for the Beard of Dragons. But, uh... Now the snakes just uh, so um, as good online, so to me it's not worth going to spend my week in there so much. I think there's a weird <laughs> place that we're in as colubrid people. It's like for some reason the snakes are really cheap, but the snakes sell pretty well, and like you don't have any trouble selling them. But it's also not worth it to go to a show. So I feel like it's just underrepresented at shows but it's also very in demand so it's kind of a weird like how can we make it to where it's a weird paradox yeah yeah (laughs) so it's like because i want them to be at shows but i'm probably not gonna do a show because why the hell would i do a show because no i want to do a show i want to do it It's you guys will probably have fun because you guys have like a following and people would show up just to hang out with you guys and stuff. And we like drink beer and hang out. Come on. (laughs) Well, that's why I don't because we've then it takes away your whole weekend. It's like, oh, maybe because I've done like quite a few, so then I'm like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, I think (laughs) it just sounds. I think that's a certain time. As good as- After a certain amount of time, it seems like everyone hits that point where they're like, no more shows. Uh, Stu Tennyson yeah. still does it. Stu is 
up there and he still does it so <laughs> he's just oh yeah i saw he still does it yeah he's still at every lone he's star, hardcore every nirbc <laughs> and lone star is our shitty local show and he's there every single time <laughs> but oh man but i mean there's also the point to where if you want to be out there and be social with other people like if you don't want to talk to if you don't like talking to like 50 random people asking you stupid questions <laughs> yeah, over and over oh again, no. that's me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god at the show like i'm like <laughs> oh that's so people cool. like... walk up and be like what kind of snake is this and i'm like oh, oh my true. God, especially so with better. hybrids you probably get all the people uh, like what like yeah but then you get the cute little kids that are like i want my first snake and it's just really yeah that's cool seeing their passion for it that's cool i really dig that or like you can get the you can convert people (laughs) to hybrid lovers (laughs) i don't know i bet you most people are just like on sight of your animals are just like that's awesome looking i'm sure that's the first reaction yeah. I mean, it doesn't really matter what's in it. There's like, that is cool. Yeah. When I did the show, people would be like, whoa, that thing is crazy looking. Because <laughs> a lot of them just don't follow the rules of regular, like, of regular patterns and stuff and colors of snake, like, of right. natural snakes. Yeah, I feel like. Well, at least for the promoter show out here, the majority of people, I don't feel like they're like. To, like hardcore in the reptiles are like maybe just bringing their kids for something to do and they're just like checking stuff out and seeing different things so. it's gotten so big <laughs> that it's more than just reptile people at this point yeah i've the last one i did the guy that throws it he said that was the hugest uh attendance they've ever had for a reptile show wow. in, across the whole the whole country wow. i don't know yeah <laughs> and it's like places like it seems like there's a reptile show everywhere every single weekend oh duh yeah. yeah it's like it's like why even have a pet store when you can go to these reptile shows every single week yeah that is kind of messed up for the reptile store yeah like we have local we have i don't local feel bad places. for them i think they're doing just fine i think dfw reptile well, well, we have a good one pet store. It's called DFW Reptarium, and oh, DFW. Oh. they they're doing pretty good. I don't, I well, don't. And feel down bad. there in LA, you have like prehistoric pets. Yeah, Jay from prehistoric. Yeah, again, pets. he's doing pretty well. Like I don't, I don't think the shows there's are. A lot, I, there's a lot of pet stores in California. Yeah, and I feel like I should know the names of more of them, but all I can think of is prehistoric pets right now. He's probably like one of the biggest because he has like that reptile zoo thing where you walk in and right, everybody's checking it out. But do you feel like but, the smaller ones are still doing okay despite the shows? Yeah, uh, we sell to a lot of pet stores all across the country. And, well, I'm sure the uh, ones that survive are kind of the ones that are high yeah. as far as they're buying shipping materials from you for a reason. They're probably selling online as well, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's like, it's expanded. Oh, you mean my snakes? No, no, no. I mean like, oh, oh, oh. Uh, shipping materials and stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And like cups and snake bags and all that stuff. Yeah. 
So I feel like it's just like you had to evolve just like any other business at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just go with the times. There's going to be continued. There's going to continue to be shows, but you can. They're still making their money. And I don't know. I just. I still just last week we had one of my friends message us and she was like, ah, something's wrong with my snake. Like we got it from a pet store, a local pet store. And I was like, okay, what is it? You know, what type of snake is it? And she's like, uh, what does she call it? Louisiana king snake. Louisiana king snake. And I was like, um, number one, that doesn't exist. (laughs) Like, I don't know much about snakes, but I can tell you Louisiana king snake doesn't exist. And she's like, but we got it from like a good pet store, like not like Petco. I'm like, see, I don't feel bad for these pet stores. Keep in mind, this is Louisiana, where rules are not. uh, Louisiana, it's whatever. I mean, there's still some (laughs) bullshit backwoods like put the speckled in the tank and call it a Louisiana king snake and sell it and uh, so right maybe it's a pine snake it was a speckled it was a speckled king oh if it was a pine snake uh we would have just driven over there (laughs) but it was I think that still exists that there's good ones and bad ones, but I think the good ones in the big oh. like metro areas that we have, like in LA or in Dallas or yeah, because LA and Dallas else. are the same, yeah, same city, exact same thing. size city, same you know. Thing, yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> but I mean, I think it's yeah. I think it's almost weird that California, I mean, has always had a really big reptile scene, but the fact yeah. is that you guys have. S- land is so expensive and places are so expensive i don't know how you guys keep up with it it is so expensive to live here (laughs) right i like i feel like y'all should be allowed to charge more for your snakes like just because you you know (laughs) because it's like obviously jobs if you work out there i'm assuming you get paid more because you know price of or cost of living but you're not allowed to charge anymore for your snakes like yeah you you still gotta charge what we you know who pay much less yeah it's that's why that's why i feel for someone like jay who has such a big place in la to where it's like oh yeah make so much money just to cover your rent yeah, I thought a few other people, like Triple uh, L Reptiles out here, and they're like in San Diego, and Amazon Reptile Center. They're, I think they're in like Chino or something. But they're pretty big too. Well, Triple L is really big. But. Yeah, I mean, we all know. <laughs> but um, do you have, uh, obviously the room behind you looks empty. Is it your snake room? or? Oh. Uh, actually, it was my wife's makeup room. <laughs> Whoa. Like, how did she convince you to give her a makeup room? <laughs> well, I should throw some snakes in here, but I don't know how that would go. Well, it's like room. her room. Well, like, she has her stuff and does makeup. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So, do you keep the snakes? Where do you keep the snakes, though? I keep them in our garage. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Do you have trouble during the summers? I mean, it getting too hot, and then the winters, the I guess it doesn't get that cold, but and you're brewmating. Yeah, the summer. Yeah, I do. Ha- I have to run an air conditioner, and then I have it insulated. But like when it gets like a hundred and something, yeah, I definitely have to run the air conditioner. Mm-hmm. But that keeps it usually cool enough. 
and then the winter is like it never like gets super cold here like may like maybe we'll have one day gets 30 but that's unusual so i just use the i open the garage door and leave it open for brumation that makes sense so you're not worried i guess there's a couple camps and it seems like some people are like, you keep it at 55 and 55 always or else your snakes are going to get sick. That's a gift. Uh, but other people yeah. like myself, and it seems like, you yeah, uh, let it fucking swing. Yeah. Don't give a shit. Nature's not like that, like 55 only. That's the way I think. Like nature doesn't, nature goes like whatever, it travels all over the place. So. Yeah. So. Yeah. What what kind of swing do you see? And then what, um, I guess, let's go, when do you put them put down in brumation? And then also, what are kind of the temperatures during that time? Usually, um, in November, it's like the middle of November, it starts to drop like like into the 50s at night. And then um, I usually uh, close the door during the day. And it, cause the garage, I insulate the garage so it keeps the cold air in there. And then I open it back up at nighttime. And then if, cause it does like warm up to like maybe 60 or some, every once in a while it spikes to like 70 during winter here. Sometimes it's weird. Sometimes we even like have like a few days where it goes to 80, but I just keep the garage door shut then. And then I could even turn on the air conditioner and then, um, then I'll open it back up when it cools down. So what are you, are you shooting though for the 50 somewhere? Uh, yeah, just, I just, what I feel like California could get like whatever, if it goes into the forties, I feel like they'll hang, they won't have an issue with it in the forties, like mid forties or whatever. Cause it really, I, I don't, the last time it probably dropped in the thirties was like, maybe like five years ago or something. It re- rarely gets that cold here. I mean, it it rarely in Dallas it doesn't get that cold, but uh, it decided to be I like. Would, I, oh, would, I, would, I would disagree with that strongly. <laughs> but I am That's also so crazy. The day you guys blew a fuse, it got like the cold. Yeah, thing. the worst day because and it was of course in the middle of the night because our heater was our just running. Never worked that hard because it was like eighteen degrees out or something. Right. Oh, oh, whoa! So, so yeah, so we both, bo- we, yeah, so we blew, blew the fuse, fuse. because oh, so it was, it was struggling. Yeah, because it it was just working oh. all night long to keep it. What 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 did we have? Trying to keep it at least fifty. We're, yeah, we're trying to keep it fifty. Oh. <laughs> I'm surprised the heater also think, works. I would say you could go in the forties even. Well, you saw they're fine in the thirties. Like I think they're. Does that scare you too um, much? Florida, you know, Florida has like freezes and they still have a uh, Burmese problem over there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All those still survive, let alone the corn snakes that are supposed to be. I know, alive. you don't want them to die. <laughs> <laughs> but we, um, I mean, the way I learned how to brumate or the way I took, basically I've heard a bunch of different ways, but the way I follow is from the Kathy Love Corn Snake book. And she in Florida oh. used to just open up the garage door, kind of like what you do, oh. and let it yeah. So I was like, all right, it'll be fine, right? Yeah, I feel like we kind of have this similar weather with Florida, but they're just like maybe a lot way more humid. Oh, yeah, there. it's sticky. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Have you guys been there? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. plenty of times. Uh, <laughs> but also, I went to 
South Beach one year and it was I was like sweating the whole time. <laughs> I was about to say, but I'm also from Louisiana and that is oh, an armpit. Like I love way. it to death oh. and will rep Louisiana forever. But it's you walk you get you get off the plane at the airport and you immediately like are hit with this instant level of humidity. It's it's pretty pretty awesome oh wow <laughs> <laughs> the sweating immediately oh yeah you have like in the summer we have at least two two pairs of clothes because it's like you have your morning outfit and you're almost definitely going to sweat through your morning outfit and then you have your night outfit <laughs> <laughs> oh, but i mean texas gets Dang. that hot too it was oh, i was driving oh, around at like 10 30 the other night and it was still 92 degrees at 10 30 at night oh Oh, we get real hot. Well, that's, that's why during this year, no bueno. <laughs> I have trouble keeping the room at 80. Like it gets to 85 usually come about four or five oh. o'clock and I try to open the door and kind of keep it around 80 degrees. But have you seen any negative effects from maybe your hotter days and it getting hotter? Um, Just you mean like in the garage? Yeah. So like if the garage. Um, just if, like, I try to feed or something, then, uh, like, maybe I'll get a re recurge or something, and I'll be like, oh, I'm, I'll I'll wait till, now I know, like, I'll wait till it cools down a little because it's too warm or something. Mm -hmm. uh, Are you, um, you also, I guess, incubating quotations in your garage as well? Uh, no, actually, um, I've had incubators for the bearded dragon eggs. And um, before, when I had the bearded dragons, I would just put the eggs in a room downstairs and then the snake eggs and just do it like that naturally. But this year, I since I don't have the beards anymore, I put the eggs in the incubators. And uh, that actually was a good thing I had them because uh, it was actually cooler this year leading up to like just right now, June, it's starting to warm up here barely. It hasn't been as warm as it usually is. Really? So what did you set the incubator to? Uh, 81. Okay. Yeah. And are you seeing, you see like 60 days hatch or? Yeah. Yeah. Like 60, 62 or three. Yeah. Yeah. And then do you feel like there's an issue? I mean, all the times that you were doing it not in the incubator, did you feel like there was an issue when temperatures swung up and down? Um, no, 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 because I kept them in the room, um, and it kind of kept, well, it did change the temperature a little bit, but, uh, yeah, I didn't really see an issue with that, mm -hmm. that just maybe took a little longer than, um, 60 days. Yeah. Well, we had a like, with you guys. We had ninety six days last year. <laughs> yeah, I know that's crazy. Did you think like I would start to think like, oh, maybe they're dead in there. Yeah. Let's cut one open. We cut one open. Didn't I cut them? <laughs> yeah. Or I no, cut some. I, was just I cut. I cut because only Most only some pet, came maybe. out. Only some came out. I had to right. cut a couple. Um, after they start pipping yeah yeah only a couple oh. pips and then but it was like three days or something after the the first one's pipped I'm like, everything what's just gonna happen slower. with these other i mean it was the longest, <laughs> the longest big babies though big and yeah. Man, that is crazy real 96 asshole. days i wonder That's what the like record a, is Kribo or something yeah, it's like a toy i think Kribos <laughs> take like a uh, hundred or 120 days to have that's so crazy. That's there's just too much room for error when you're talking about like a hundred days of 
I mean, it's one thing when it's corn snakes. But. Yeah, but still, so um, much shit can happen, like, in a hundred days. Like, like us moving. <laughs> that could happen. But, but how do you incubate uh, what kind of, uh, what would you call that? I don't know. See that, uh... I don't know. I just saw your fingers moving like you're touching balls. Oh, so okay. <laughs> that's just <laughs> what, what kind of container? Oh, this means container. Incubation <laughs> medium and everything. How do you set up your eggs? Essentially, I use the um, for the uh, usually I use mostly the nine inch, um, 128 ounce containers from uh, from my learning. And then for sometimes the cow king uh, eggs are like a huge clutch, so I'll use the we have a 190 ounce container, and I'll put in those. And then I use uh, vermiculite, and um, I used to put the eggs on the vermiculite, but um, I saw online that people like putting the like little egg crate kind of. Uh-huh. I don't uh-huh. know if you saw that plastic white stuff, uh-huh. and it I supposedly you're supposed to get more air to the bottom of the eggs and stuff. That's the theory or whatever. I don't know, but I feel like maybe they won't mold or whatever. So I started doing that and it's it's working great. So I've stuck with that. But I saw how you used uh, Repti Bark. I like that. That seems like a cool method to use too. I think it all works. I mean, when you're talking corn snakes or... I think it all yeah, works to an extent. I mean, back yeah. in the day, it's just moss or vermiculite yeah. or perlite or... Yeah. You know. Also, if we want to go yeah, back to... Oh, sorry, you go. Oh, no, I was... Yeah, whatever works for everybody. That's, that's the method I would use. <laughs> also, I was going to say, if we're going to go back to nature, that mother's not out there trying to, you know find something to put the eggs on top of to well, not be no in something. For True, they just leave them. So... Yeah, if we're going to try to follow nature, like you just leave them. <laughs> They'd be fine, right? As long as it's, I mean, in my experience, it's probably, I wonder what you think. Like, it's just managing the humidity correctly. I mean, yeah. I mean, the eggs tell you when they're too dry by dimpling or too wet. I yeah. Water's dripping on them. Yeah, sometimes if um, I notice the eggs, like, starting to look like it's dimpling in, I'll put a little soup like cup full of water in the container and to try to help it be more humid or and plus wetting the vermiculite yeah i mean it's scary when you're like adding water i mean i try to like add water to the corner of it to not hit the edge. oh yeah if they're touching the actual on the bedding yeah that's why that, that's why i kind of think like putting it on that the thing is diffuser. better yeah yeah i mean but. i think you could I know I've seen Python people do like uh, just freestanding water under that. And, like, oh yeah, yeah, I haven't seen that. Which just seems it seems a little overkill for what. <laughs> yeah. I guess it works. So. Yeah. Yeah. And then I guess we can talk about we talked about baby setups. I have a question, but yeah. if you have a trajectory that you're going on, no. Okay, so for as far as pricing for hybrids like you know do you lean more towards what the king snakes price is going for or what the corn snakes price or do you just kind of split the difference like how do you decide that um i kind of just price them on how they look and then one good thing about me doing hybrids is there seems to be not a lot of other people doing them so i could kind of dictate 
the puppet master. <laughs> that is that's what I appreciate. Like people talk shit about hybrids, but okay, do that. And yeah, stay out of it, so I can decide <laughs> yeah. the price and sell them all. Thanks. So yeah, I I just kind of price them on how they look and uh, like if they are carrying like hypo or something, then of course I'll charge more for them. But yeah, just I pretty much just go off their look and what I've been charging for them. Yeah, I, it's pretty easy for, like, I can go off other people. Right, but, he doesn't have the uh, other uh, market. Yeah, that's what I do for coins, too. I just try to look what other people are doing. and then Like, I know who the that. most expensive guy is, and I know the guy who sells them for the least, and then I go somewhere. In the <laughs> that's how I do it. <laughs> or you can look, like, at the classifieds. And, well, if, yeah, if you don't see it, then... Yeah. Or it's like, how much do I want to keep this? And sometimes it gets high. Wow, you scum. Yeah, that's it. So you'll sell yeah, it? Yeah, that's what I say. <laughs> I know, too. If I want to keep it, I'll be like, I'll put it at this price. If it doesn't sell, okay, I'm keeping it. Exactly. Why don't you just, if you want to keep it, just don't post it. Well, it's like maybe I shouldn't keep it. Maybe I should. Uh, we'll let we'll let nature decide. We'll let. Okay. But now everyone knows you're doing that. They're gonna try to haggle you down. Well, I'm not gonna get haggled because I'll keep it. <laughs> That's all point. So you just want to keep it by default, like you don't want to keep it because you. No one's going to pay for it. Oh. <laughs> Not saying I do that for everything, just really just like. things that you really like. Yeah, or things that you want me to sell, but I don't want to sell. Yeah, you don't want to sell anything. You like want to keep back ninety percent of the collection. Like, no, these are money makers right you just here. Don't think about the future. That's it. I think about the present. How I like money. Wow. <laughs> you know what's a good thing to do is uh, hold stuff till when everybody doesn't have stuff available, and, and then, then tax so, time. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, like yeah, like like uh, April when everybody's breeding their stuff and nobody has anything available, or, like posting stuff. There. That's so true. true. I've heard someone did that. Yeah. Someone we interviewed talked about doing that. I don't remember who, but yeah, then they everyone comes Justin to them Kedoka. when they are yeah. And it's like, and especially for corn snakes, I feel like um and a few different colubrids and things like carpet pythons, but they start out the ugliest they're ever going to be, and then brighten up. So oh like, yeah, definitely. True. That's hard. So it's like because I saw that you yeah. posted up one of your honeys, and I looked at your site, and then I was like, "Damn!" Because I have to post up my honeys and their babies, but it looks like yours has some age on them, so it's like bright and nice looking. And then I'm like, "I got oh. these drab babies." Oh yeah, that's the one I sold uh, not too long ago. Yeah, but it's like you get that uh, extra time yeah. on it, and it looks good. Yeah. Yeah, that is a bonus. Yeah. Yeah. Your wife said you want to keep everything too. <laughs> yeah. That is true. <laughs> so Got to get rid of them. I know. Well, it's hard. That's how you end up with a hundred and yeah. With yeah, <laughs> you kept back so like Steve Royal Lance has like six hundred breeding. God. Yeah. <laughs> do you saw you saw when he just had that like giant like tractor trailer filled with adults that he bought from someone, no like, bought someone's collection oh yeah 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 oh yeah i did see that and everyone was just like what? yeah oh, my God. <laughs> yeah 
And then he was like posting on like Facebook like two weeks later looking for babies. What the like, fuck? Whoa. You're not okay with what you have? <laughs> Are you going to produce them? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> He's got a shoe in there. That's crazy. So oh. what's your, do you have a certain amount that you try to hold back or does it depend on the project? Um, before when I had the beardness, I probably wasn't so good about doing that. I, I was like, I would say kind of sloppy, but now that I have to deal with that, I'm like more focusing in on what I want to keep back and like the projects and stuff. So yeah, I, yeah, I have more of an idea now. Mm-hmm. And say how many female females would you hold back and how many males i mean you want to make sure obviously like you said it's a little bit more difficult so you want the project to go forward but do you put all your eggs in one basket and just keep like one female back or do you keep multiple Uh, no um i because i did have uh a cross recently that i lost the female the um therai king snake cross with nelson milk snake and I lost my female, and then I had another female, but she's a retired breeder. So I, uh, she, I lost her. I kept all the babies back, and so I think I probably have like uh, two, either two point five or three point five from her. Oh, so you went all so, in. You're like, I am. Yeah, I'm gonna just keep chances. everything. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I. I didn't expect to lose her, so I was like, oh, I'm not going to sell anything this year and just keep her, keep all the babies. Right. <laughs> See? Keep all the babies. You heard it. Well, just for that project, because <laughs> I didn't have anything else to start, and I already had the albino version, so uh-huh. if I tried to do that cross again, I'd have to start, like, F1s would be, like, head albino and, and start there. Start again. Yeah. Probably, like, a six-year project. Yeah. So what do you think, I mean, what was one of your first projects and how long, I mean, you said you have things almost going on. You have F2s and stuff like that. Uh, what's one of your longest projects that you've been working on? Um, probably, uh, even the Imperials or the Jungle Coins, I've just had those for a while. And those go back to the importer and stuff like that? Yeah, the Therai Nelson, I actually go back to him. I actually got those from him. Does he still breed? Uh, no, he he, st- he went out of business, actually. I thought you were going to say he's dead. And, and I was like, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> no, he went out of business, and then he got out of it and sold his stuff. So He's dead to us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Poor guy, I don't know who you are. What were you gonna say? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, uh, he's cool. He was like my mentor, sir. So. Yeah, there's a reason know. he's into us. That's true. Into this. Yeah, yeah. Um. Okay. So two questions. Um. First, do you still find yourself buying a lot from other people, or do you feel like you're cool with what you've got? You know, you can make it anything <laughs> you would want next year. Do you? Are you still buying a lot from people? I'm sure my wife's going to type something down. I'm <laughs> <laughs> buying stuff. Because I do see stuff every season that I want to buy. But she's like, you don't need anything more. But, like, yeah, I see stuff that I want to buy. I, I do I do buy, like, maybe uh, a small per- 
percentage every season. She said against like, her uh, will. Last... <laughs> yeah, last season I picked up some Squatch uh, Sinaloans, a trio, and uh, I have the fe- one is too young to breed, the female and the others I hopefully going to get an age from. But um, yeah, I try to pick up a little something every season. That's not bad. Only but, a trio. Yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, well, I bought some other things. I bought some <laughs> other cow things, <laughs> and I bought some Western hognose. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> I know you don't like them. Why? <laughs> Why do you have hognose? Why? Hognose are cool. <laughs> all right. Are you gonna try to mix shit with those? No, okay, but I do know a guy that uh, he that he tried to breed a corn snake to a hog nose, and he says they actually lock, but they yeah, uh, he didn't get any viable eggs. There's yeah. no fucking way. There's no way. yeah. That is like yeah. Those are like aliens from different planets. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it would be happening. Like I just think that uh, the family of colubrids is just a lump for everything else. I don't think hognose and corn snake should be anywhere near each other. As far yeah. as the rostral scale or whatever. <laughs> and yeah, they're totally different. sausages and just completely different behavior than all the other colubrids. Yeah. Yeah, they totally have a totally... I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that that's right. <laughs> yeah. But... <laughs> But what else uh, have you thought? Would you mind if I ran into the bathroom real quick? No, go for because it, go for it. bathroom break. Uh, I'm gonna oh. go right after. You, so. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, no, okay. Just go at the same time. I'll just Be- talk. You, what are you gonna talk about? Uh, I don't know. You'll see. Okay. Pee see quick. Let's let's be efficient. Pee quick. Pee quick. I'll just talk about how much I hate hognose because why would anyone ever want them? But I I do wonder is there something. You could breed it with. I mean, obviously, Joe and them said corns are a no-go, but I don't know if there's something closer. Or, like, mixing, like, a Western with a... What are the ones Owen has? Uh, Madagascan? True, true. Western ones are so different. Oh, they said I should... I don't... To me, mixing a Western with the Eastern sounds dumb. But just because... I don't know. <laughs> but like the ones, I don't know, but maybe something else. But hogs are just annoying. And they think they're bigger than they are. They're like little chihuahuas. They're the chihuahuas of the snake world. And they think they're really big and tough and they're not. And they're yappy and annoying. Um, so there was my little rant. And now both y'all are back. So there you small. go. Yeah, I guess they are the chihuahuas of the. How do you say world? that? Chihuahuas? It's not chihuahua. Chihuahuas? Chihuahua. Look. Chihuahua. Oh, look at your little pug. You know what? Uh, I'm going to me a pug. Really? Yeah, that's what your wife just said. Your wife said they look like pugs. Oh, yeah. Oh, but pugs are cute. Chihuahuas are not. Oh, hognose. What's are too? They're cute as long as you can nah. put up. Okay, well, in my little rant while you were peeing, I was talking about, oh. is there anything you would mix a hognose with? Like, maybe another type of hognose? I don't know. Uh, I would, if just to see if, like, that's possible, but I think there's, like, from all the cool morphs I see coming about with hognose, it's like, I, I, I wouldn't, like, there's so many cool things I probably would do. I would do, like, 
it to see it happen, but then I wouldn't go after that. Like, there's so many cool morphs. Like the, I don't know if you guys seen that guy uh, Dan Abbey and uh, uh, JMG. He's got a lot of cool. Oh, JMG has have a lot of cool morphs. JMG is the best hognose. I do, despite my hatred of them, he has the best ones. And and Justin mentioned at Extreme Hogs has really cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they all have a lot of real cool hognose. I think that that's really one thing that people can, if you're looking for something more high dollar, because obviously corns and even things like milks and stuff like that, there's no real high dollar morphs. Even cow kings, there's only a few. Um, well, in comparison to like, if you, in hognose, you can buy oh, well, a dollars snake. And oh yeah, palmettos. Those are two thousand dollars. Not anymore, no. Um, oh yeah, they were. Aww. Let's go on the palmetto talk. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. I love no. But I think hognose you know is like one of the only things in colubrids that hold their value and have a high dollar morphs. Oh yeah, and I don't know if that. I feel, I feel like cow kings are. Oh, holding their value pretty good and i mean they like i feel like the hognos have they're kind of newer the newer morphs that have come out like sable and all those but uh some of the cow king stuff is pretty good i know but, of, like uh, uh some of the different ghosts and stuff are still expect- or like the joker and stuff i don't know much about oh it. yeah yeah the joker <laughs> i th- i think that might be a uh joke chimera or something wow. <laughs> i don't know did you, i don't know if you saw that uh because mike fed scene who has it it uh was a male and it also laid eggs too i don't know if you that saw that in the... um well, <laughs> if you want to put a list of uh, okay i won't get into it but, uh... <laughs> but yeah the ghost the light phase ghost cow kings and there's like the other uh combo morphs they're pretty their value pretty good. Do you have any intention of getting out of Colubrids or branching out into anything else? Or even, I mean, you're uh, stay mostly on this continent or maybe Central America. Yeah. Uh, I would, no, probably not. Like, I I like them the most, I think. Yay, Team maybe Colubrids. Like, I, could, I could see, like, keeping beaded lasers or uh, uh, something like that, but uh, I, I I really like Lubrid. Your wife says no, so it's like there, a goes that. <laughs> there goes That's that. There goes that. Yeah, there's a lot of cool more bearded dragons, but just the work is so much. Mm-hmm. Let's let's stick to Lubrids, Team Lubrids. Well, <laughs> I think it's uh, you've obviously been around long enough to where you're like you've seen everything. <laughs> Because, like, you know, there's people that in the first few years, you're like, holy shit, I didn't know that exists. Holy shit. And then you kind of sell yeah. into it eventually. But he still gets to yeah. say that. Because he works with hybrids. He still gets to be like, holy shit, that's cool. But it seems like, like you have yeah. worked with colubrids the whole time. But hybrids yeah. but hybrids make it a difference. Yeah. Because even though it's in the colubrid world, you're mixing shit that hasn't been mixed before. You get before. to, like, bring in something It's new. like colubrid aliens. Colubrid aliens, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it makes it cool. Some of the, like the even the cool like like Steve Osborne in San Diego. Um, I he was like a 
people consider him like kind of a pioneer in colubrids and uh he did like hybrids pastel kings and uh i think some other stuff <laughs> i think it was maybe it was less frowned upon at one point i don't know i was do you think it was- yeah maybe with social media now like people mm-hmm. like feel like i have a voice i could it's say something uh yeah 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 definitely Otherwise, they would just see it on a show and they be like, hey, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but speaking of opinions, let's round back to Palmettos because you were about oh, to okay. say something. And I'm- oh, because I, I have a lot of starting like dirt thing because the whole bug eye thing uh, trips me out. Well, there is a certain someone who may have been mentioned before who likes to sell those. And I think that's bullshit. Um, oh yeah, I think you're crushing the market on them by selling them for like 400 bucks, even though they're obviously disfigured animals. Um, yeah, it's kind of a catch but even thing. like the the thing of them having bug eyes that's weird. To, it raises my eyebrows of hybridization, <laughs> and I don't want to like st- like throw a weird theory out, but like when I first started in. Uh, 2000 getting into everything uh my old boss had leucistic rats and he uh, had bug-eyed ones and he said they that occurred from them being inbred and then there was no thing about the leucistic trait causing the bug eyes in them and uh so that like i don't know that makes me suspicious and uh i've seen don say that that's a trait with all leucistic serpents but uh, I asked um, somebody with uh, leucistic hogs, and they said they don't produce bug eyes. And as far as I know, the Colombian uh, leucistic rainbow boas don't produce bug eyes. And I don't think the pine, the pine snake, leucistic pine snakes produce bug eye babies either. So okay, wait, now I'm confused. I, I don't know. I mean, there's definitely. For him to say all serpents do that, yeah, maybe it's just, he should say just rat snakes, but to me that makes, I don't know, yeah. Well, (laughs) we had... um, Didn't Travis Wyman say it was connected to the leucism? Yeah, so we had Travis... Oh, he did? Yeah, we had Travis Wyman. I don't know if you know who he is, but he is... Uh, I I haven't listened to that one, but I've heard you mentioned I should go back and listen to that one. He's a geneticist, but... He uh, he says that the same thing that um, makes the animal like get, get pigment is the same thing uh, that, that forms eyes. So it's like since uh, since you scrambled that connector that tells it to have pigment or to tell it to form eyes, when you have both uh, those okay. things going on, if the pigment's scrambled, then their eyes could be fucked up as well. So it's like... Oh, okay. So it's like, however that works, the mechanism inside is broken, and you're going to get a certain amount of malformed eyes with the leucism, and it seems to be something connected. Did he say... What, what did he study that in? What species? Um, I guess he just said it occurs uh-huh. in ball pythons as well. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't know that. He, oh, okay. Uh, he has a much more legit way of explaining yeah. that with a bunch of words. Oh, okay. I don't know what they mean. <laughs> so he explained it on podcast. Yeah. 
Yeah, so basically, oh, okay, cool, don't listen cool. to me. I'm, listen I'm an to idiot. So, <laughs> I was also texting him right go now. Back and listen to that word. I'm texting no, him right no. now, so he might. <laughs> so I, I need to go back and listen to that word. So I swear there's an explanation. I'm just not smart enough to give it. Yeah, that makes sense. But, and I'm not trying to do I was going to do a... But. Yeah. I was just going to throw out a Eddie Bravo conspiracy theory, like, on your tinfoil hat. I'm pretty sure so. the, the world is flat and everything <laughs> But, because, uh, I know a guy that did uh, leucistic rat cross with corn snake, like, b- back when I started in 2000, getting hardcore into reptiles, and uh, so maybe that's just how dare you, a conspiracy I'm going to subscribe. It was found in a barn in South There's Carolina. A plan. The whole thing. Yeah, the chicken coop, right? Yes. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. And it... Uh, uh, it, it yeah. had big eyes because it was dark in there and it had to see a lot. <laughs> yeah. What's up for the chicken? It's actually evolution, though. So. Yeah. <laughs> but I think... Uh, there was a time where I feel uh, taxonomies changed, so. Yeah, oh, yeah. It, yeah, and then you have to question the people that are changing it, like, more recently. Like, are they just doing that for their scholarship or whatever? Yeah, they're doing it so they can put their name on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With an I at the end. Yeah, that's exactly. Uh-huh. But... Yeah, with them combining all this stuff like a few years ago, that's like, what, like, uh, I don't, I don't know. I think we were fine before. Like, seemed unnecessary. Also, don't fucking put a pitchfork through me when I say Texas rat instead of Western rat or something. Oh, uh, yeah. All of a sudden, now everyone's a stickler <laughs> for what you call things. Oh yeah, I, I think that goes back to social media. Yeah, I guess it all circles back to everyone having opinions about everything. But, yeah. But if you call something fucking a laughy or whatever. Um, Travis Weinman says he's going to be listening to this podcast on his commute. No, because I, I want to know. Because, yeah, because I had that's what I was telling everyone. Like, oh, if it's leucistic, uh-huh. it's going to have bug eyes. But then you brought up that there's ones that don't. So I want to know why. Yeah. But um, I talked to, uh, I messaged Brett uh, Bumgarner. I don't know if I'm fucking up his last name, but uh, yeah, he, I think he was one of the first people to produce the leucistic. Western Hogs and he said there's no buggy eyed babies in his clutch. Oh no. So, Travis said he'll report back it's... tomorrow evening, so we'll see. <laughs> I don't and know. I, guess, I don't know if there's Maybe I'm just throwing the pot. <laughs> maybe it could just I could see it just being a, like a rat snake thing, maybe. I don't know. You clearly have no problems with <laughs> the pots. <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> No, I think pumpkins are cool, except for that bug guy thing. But when they're only a little bit, I like. I don't like the really big ones. But when they're just a little bit, I, there's some that yeah. are. It's only a little bit. I think there was yeah. a time when people were like, they sold them like because they were cute, and they're like, oh, here's this leucistic Texas rat, and they sell it with bug eyes, and people thought it was fucking cute or something. Yeah. I mean, they survive the I, same way, I guess, as everything else. Yeah. I've never had one. 
Me neither. I always thought they were like, I don't know, <laughs> like, look weird. Yeah, just get out of here with that. <laughs> Wait, you said they're not 2000? What, what are they like right now? Visual Palmetto, what is that, like 1250 maybe? Damn. Maybe less, I don't know. Depends if it has bug eyes, you know, it's still for sale. So, <laughs> so by the time... Yeah, I'm going to Well, that's why... <laughs> I mean, you're a man with king snakes. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's what some snakes are made for. <laughs> I mean, that's sad, but it's true. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure... Do you do that? Do you repurpose your babies? I mean, you have a bunch of kings and stuff. Actually, um, if something comes out like kinked or something uh, and messed up like out of the age, like that it's not going to survive... I'll just uh, put it in the freezer. I don't even oh, really? bother feeding it to the snake. Yeah, I don't know why. I kind of do have like a thing about like feeding a colubrid to another colubrid. That's your line. That's for you. I don't want to see you eat him. <laughs> I don't know. It's a weird thing because I like both of them, so I don't want to see one eat the other. That's that's why like people like post videos of like king cobras just eating the shit out of everything I'm like, yeah i don't oh, like I it this. makes me uncomfortable i don't know why when i yeah. see like, cobras and stuff like that and especially it's like someone feeding like a cocksie rat snake to a uh, king cobra I'm like wh- why are you doing that or just like, something that, nice that snake's cool yeah there's like i've seen like, accounts on instagram doing that i'm like dude oh i can't watch this it's like fucked up to me <laughs> I, uh, well, for you, I feel like once the snake gets used to eating other snakes, I feel like it has more oh. of a chance of eating other snakes. Yeah, I feel like that is not. Yeah, good that's for what you. Simply Serpents just said too. Like, yeah, you don't want them to. You don't want them to get used to that. Your, your appetite, yeah. It's kind of like switching feeding your snake mice, and then you feed it rats, and then it always wants rats, and then you're like, oh shit. What did I do? Yeah, or it just wants to eat the the male that you put him in with. The, <laughs> um. Okay. Thank you for talking palmettos. Uh, different subject. Oh, yeah. what, what would it take? I don't know. Or what level would you feel like comfortable with quitting your daytime time job? Ooh, uh. I don't know. I don't know if I would ever. Ever? I guess if I like, I would feel insecure even if I was like making really good money, just because I don't know how the market could change. But because I did try it for a bit with the bearded dragons and just wholesaling them and doing colubrids, but uh, I don't know. I feel like the market could like maybe you're not gonna have a good year and then. But I don't if know, you I have like six hundred babies, I think you're gonna have a good year. Yeah, yeah. I guess if I had like like Steve Roy Lance, where I'm just like chugging along, and like there's like I could sell like wholesale, and I'll still be okay. Then, then LA, that would they be just okay. Go straight to China. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. If you did that, but then even like then, well, yeah. I guess yeah, yeah. How long is that gonna? That's the same thing, but there's a lot of fuckers yeah. in China. Yeah, there is. China is a big freaking country. There's way more people out there than here. So. 
<laughs> and they need snakes. And they do more than just keep snakes. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I guess if I had a, a uh, way more than I have now, I could fix it. I think I think that's the way to do it, at least with where we're at, like colubrid wise, is you got to be at a wholesaler's level. To yeah. Really? Yeah. Unless, I, yeah, I think so. Especially you living in actual metropolitan area. I mean, I'm sure in fucking Kansas or something you can do it. Sorry, Kansas people. I like you all, but... <laughs> but. Oh, no. They got they got blown up on Sicario. Sicario? Oh, I've never... <laughs> the new movie. No, the new movie. Oh, I saw the, I saw the uh, trailer for it. You know the one they blew the, up Kansas. The, the skeleton and they it blew up a store in Kansas. Yeah, it has a flag around it, and then it's shooting two guns on either side. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow, no one cares like, about Kansas. Kansas. Well, that's me. Wow, how dare I you? know that's t- tornado alley. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like simply serpent says, I mean, yeah, at fifteen dollars at each. I mean, there's you're a not lot selling them. Yeah, they're producing. Yeah, I mean. I think the cost of making a baby is probably about fifteen dollars each, depending on the clutch size. Or I've never done the math. But... Yeah, it would, uh, yeah. I guess it would depend if you're breeding your own uh, rodents uh, for to rodent. Do you do you breed, do you breed any? Oh, uh, I have I have a rat rack and two mice racks. But uh, that doesn't cover you. I does still, it? No, I still have to buy more and but i would like to buy more but then i feel like i would be dedicating more time to um taking care of that than uh taking yeah so yeah and your wife uh, yeah (laughs) and i get um mice for reasonable price there's uh breeder there's like probably like three breeders locally that i could choose from uh, but you want to at least have that choice to offer live whenever you can. Yeah, that is one good thing. Yeah, that I like because. Uh, oh. Uh, no, <laughs> sorry, quiet. sorry. No, we I'm were talking. We were telling each other to put the lights on. Sorry. Oh. oh. We were just each other. Yeah, that's one good thing. Always having uh, live to feed. Um. Okay, Darren Watson in the uh. chat asked, "Would you sell to big box stores?" I'm assuming he means like Petco and PetSmart. Um, despite their reputation of not caring for animals properly. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't ha- ha- have the need to, so I don't. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'd probably end up wholesaling to somebody that ends up selling, selling it to, to them. Those. Like, yeah. like uh, Reptiles by Mac or Reptile Industries or uh, Strictly. or I think they all sell to... Petco and PetSmart. I I know reptiles by Mac Reptiles Industries both sell to them, but uh yeah I uh, yeah just I even feel like the few heads that I have I would like to move on from them and just have like higher end stuff so I don't have to have like stuff that I have to wholesale. Yeah, I think yeah you're gonna get to that point if you want to do it for a living to where like yeah. If you keep yeah progressing, you're gonna have stuff that is not wholesale available. <laughs> but it's like you want to, as someone who's not doing it for a living, you want to get to the point where you don't have anything that you can wholesale, and you just have good shit that will be bought. Yeah, yeah. 
I guess if you're starting like a new project, you would probably have like pets and stuff and norm like stuff that would be probably wholesale. But I guess that's the thing. If you want to keep your project, meaning I'm going to have double het like diffused fire lava, whatever the hell's terrazzos. Oh, yeah. You are? Yeah, yeah. And, oh, cool. But it's like, I'm not going to have anything visual, I don't think. But it's like, oh, will, I sell, keep... will I sell off hats as hats oh. or keep the product to myself and wholesale them as normals? That is that scumbag any which way? Is that, <laughs> is that bad? I, I think um, people would probably buy the hats of that because that's a pretty cool more combo right there. But if I wanted to be selfish... <laughs> Oh, and just keep them and not let anybody else have them? Yeah. <laughs> I've done that. Yeah, it's just, I'm just saying, you can sell the hats as normals and then keep yeah. scums. Well, Don't tell anybody. Well, I think that's one. Well, because that, that kind of becomes your competition, maybe. Yeah. I mean, well, I don't you're know. still ahead of them, but I think yeah. that there is an issue with corns to where some of the bigger guys. They produce a lot more of the morphs than I think they put out as far as you can find pretty much their big dollar combinations at like a Petco by accident. Like there was just a shatter mm-hmm. that was found at a Petco and all this different stuff. No way. I mean, we know who that's going to. I'm not going to say, but oh. where it's coming from. But I think they maintain their projects by wholesaling to big box stores, getting rid of them oh, yeah. and only keeping back a certain amount. Cause um, you can hold, you can only sell, you can't sell an animal for $300 if people know that you have a hundred of them. Right. But instead oh. you wholesale 80 of them, keep back 20 of them and then say, this is $300. And act like the 20. supply is yeah. less than it really is. They, they probably wholesale to a wholesaler. Because I think like PetSmart and Petco, they require like a PO, and you have to fill that PO. Like I'm thinking from what I know, but I don't know maybe. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I'm thinking of someone who has the a lot stirring the pot. No, 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 I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. We're stirring pot. <laughs> no, I'm just saying it's like kind of smart and kind of silly at the same. It's something yeah. that I would wrestle with with if you got to that point because, like, obviously, once you get two visuals and put them together, you have the potential to make ten to thirty visual babies of that. You know? Oh yeah. Especially because everything's recessive. Yeah. For the most part, so. You can, you can, you can, what do you call that? You can saturate your own market. Um, like, probably like most of the people that go to PetSmart don't even. Right. That's, that's what they're think. counting I don't on. even know. They're counting them. Yeah. 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 I always so, like, see, yeah. I, I don't know if you've gone to like Petco's or PetSmart's. I always see like those, um, the Motley Tesseras or like the stripes with the no patterns on the side. Um, for whatever oh. reason, people tend not to like those, I think, because there's too many genes to know what's in there. Um, uh-huh. But I tend to see those at Petco and PetSmart all the time. Oh. Just under fancy corn. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. Super fancy. Mm-hmm. Someone just said that, yeah, they're labeled as fancy. I don't yeah. know why. Yeah. Well, who knows? They like those friends. Fancy and royal. Well, no, they're fancy. But it makes it easier for them. 
right? Yeah. You would think the wholesaler would tell them, but then I think once they ship to Petco or PetSmart, they Oh, just, it gets lost. Or they just or, don't care. Yeah. yeah. They're just going to put it on the I'm sure they can put it on the invoice. Like, they put, this is a Firebelly Toad. This is a Russian Tortoise. This is a Legless Lizard or whatever. But And this is a Tessera Corn Snake. Like, I don't know why they drop the ball on that. I think it's just Weird. corn snake quantity 100, you know, like they don't want to <laughs> just, they want the simplest them. lowest factor, like that's all they want. But I even feel like most stores don't even care they have like two corn snakes or, or the ones out here. No, same. I yeah. uh, some people say they like go in and they have all this stuff. Ours has like two or three. Yeah, that's mine too out here. Well, the ones around here. I don't know where yeah. people are finding them, but yeah, some other people are like, oh, they had all these cool Maybe in, I haven't seen Maybe them. in Kansas. Yeah, somewhere Kansas. in Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> Free Sicario. <laughs> but, I mean, Peko is great. Uh, yeah. Finding, like, annuls and oh, forgetting yeah. annuls and. Oh. I mean, that's where I get. Well, that's where we got our annuls. Well, you probably have enough importers oh. and people to get from a better source, but. Oh, of anola? Yeah. Oh. Uh. Oh, how do you use anola? Oh, so. For, I was like, for scenting or. Yeah, for. You don't have problem feeders that. How do you go about getting. No, you know what? Um, one of the craziest things for. Um, when I worked for that guy in doing the wholesale thing, uh, he used to all his corn snake communally in one big tub and he would be like don't they won't eat each other and like it's no big deal because they're not uh cannibals like king snakes and stuff and that's the way he used to keep stuff and i always thought that way until and then i started when i was starting to breed corn i would keep them that i would all keep all the babies in one tub i would put them in deli cups and feed them uh separately but then i noticed uh if once they hatched and i um put them in their own individual thing from right from the get-go that like almost like 98 percent of them ate on their own like i have had to like do like uh like um boiling or whatever mm-hmm. like bring them but that usually they all uh eat like that i haven't had i do have some leftover house geckos from the company i worked for before superior and i i could use that so. Yeah, we've had to go to another right, so sometimes. Clearly, you've had either that or I give in too easily. So, um, <laughs> oh. uh, let's go over how you go about treating your problem feeders. Oh, okay. <laughs> or what's your like, step what's your for corns or for corns or kings or for kings and milk snakes? Um, the cool thing with them is. Um, I found you could use the like if they're not eating, you could either cool them down for maybe like a month in the winter time, or if they're losing too much weight. Um, most kings and milks, if you do the like take a frozen pinky and uh, slap feet, like slap it against, it, they'll usually always go for it. And um, I've had like almost like a hundred percent of them going like that. In the worst case scenario, like I've had to force feed them, but usually always like it's like 99% just slap feeding them. They'll go for it. And once you, the whole thing is like once you get them to grab the pinky, you're placing them down in the container and not startling them while they eat, eat the pinky. 
Okay, and what about corns? Corns, uh, I've tr- tried different things. Usually, like, I've tr- tried putting them in a smaller container, like a souffle cup, like, with a lid on top, and then with the live pinky in there, and sometimes they go for that. Or uh, scenting, and with the house gecko, and uh, braining, and... Um, usually, oh, if the worst case scenario, I'll have to, um, maybe start force feeding them like a, a mouse, like part of a mouse tail. And that usually, like, if you just put that in the, like, their mouth a little bit and they'll start eating it on their own. And then after they go for the mouse tail, then they'll progress to a pinky. Mm. But. He hasn't had as much struggle as we as we have. I just have like <laughs> usually one out of like twenty or so. That'll do. Oh yeah, not eat. Oh, so that's not that's not that's that's not. But I always lot. go for I go a null scent for some reason. That might be the the, uh, the wrong move. Maybe too aggressive. If they go for it, that whatever works. Yeah. But I have one that I've been Usually. eating a null scent for a fucking year now. So. <laughs> oh, really? And oh, damn. little girl, and she's not going anywhere. Oh, uh, maybe I would try cooling her down if you could. Like, That's the thing. I did a little bit without her losing weight. Oh, so and then she if like, she'll come on. Yeah, after. After some time. It's a year and a half, and it's about the size of my year, uh, two years old. Oh, she, so she's like a runt? Yeah. <laughs> run. But she's but she has good like body structure. She's not skinny. She's just small, small. and she never yeah. eats regular things. But I feel like there's always like one maybe in a clutch of snake of the snakes like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, <laughs> but I want to ask exactly how you do if boilings work for you and how you do boiling. Um, just like like till it turns gray, and then so you bring it, it to it a there, boil there. on the oven first. Yeah, oh, I put it in there and then well and start it. Okay. Yeah. Some people are so particular about how they boil. I think the method. Yeah, yeah. I think Stu Tennyson. Oh. He did something weird. I don't remember, but yeah, some people are very particular about when to put the pinky in, how long. Like some are like, just drop it in, take it right out. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's like cooking a nice meal for yeah, them. some caviar <laughs> for. Yeah. So you basically put it on regular water, turn it up, and then just wait until it turns gray. Yeah, yeah, that's. I've had success doing that. We need to try that. I mean, I've been told to wait until it gets like those little white spots on it, and it's, like looks kind of. I just burnt. hope we don't have to boil. Oh, it. well, that seems. I've never been successful yeah. with boiling, and everyone says it's good. Oh. So I need to like know how Find to find the it way. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll try it until it turns gray. Mm. <laughs> well, but that's it. Do you have any more questions? I think that's it. Yeah, well, Clayton, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, yeah. Oh, thanks for having me. If, um, oh, oh, if I could give a service announcement for, because I've seen other Kaluba breeders breeding on shredded aspen, and I I did that in the past, and oh my god, you're gonna have it might not show up in the first year or it probably take two years, but uh, you will have issues uh, with. It, it getting lodged in the hemi yeah. and even in the female. 
And I see, I've seen even big breeders breeding on that shred. It looks like a pine needle is kind of like, you know, it's pointy. But uh, I do not breed on that stuff if you want to keep the snakes good. <laughs> I, I started breeding on Sandy Chip. Uh, and um, until I found I had to take Sandy out of a hemipene. Oh, um, yeah. Me too. Yeah. Now, I do shredded Sanitip. ass. I don't have any problem with the aspen shavings. Oh, yeah. The, They're like, big. big. They're like, big ones. Kind of, yeah, They're yeah, big. yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Because that can't get trapped in the hemipene. Yeah, but I've I seen should... a lot of people on Facebook breeding on that stuff, and I'm like, oh man, I I, I don't want to send message every person dude, you should not be breeding. On <laughs> but that. you want to at the same but, time. But, but I did that for two years, and then I had like uh, a lot of messed up snakes after that that they couldn't breed anymore. Damn. Do you? Because they actually got sores by their hemipenes, um, and it just like uh, on the side of the snake by the hemipene, it opened up, uh, open sore opened up. Do you uh, breed on paper now or just straight tub? Now, um, I found a place near me that sells um, uh, aspen pellets. And then uh, I also tried uh, recycled paper pellets. And both of those seem to work fine. So. Is that one of those deals where it's like a compressed pellet and then when it gets wet, expands? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't I don't think that could get trapped in the hemipenes at all. That's so that's not like right. the good idea. The chip, the chip, or the um, the definitely the pointy shredded aspen. That's like yeah, those yeah, little, little squares. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, looks exactly like a splinter. Like <laughs> yeah, exactly, and it's gonna go right into the it's thing you don't right want to snake's dick. All right, have a little respect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah, I just thought I would mention that since I saw a lot of people on Facebook. No, definitely. We try to tell people all yeah. the time, but Well, we don't tell people that because we're stupid and we've made the mistakes. But we're not doing it anymore, that, but we tell them But now. we still do on shred and ass and people would probably hate us for doing that. You think I think that with the it's like like, it's like they yeah. win it like a flat thing. Yeah. It's like those big that flat stuff I think pieces. Yeah, I think that's safe because it's like like, I don't. There's no way of that going into the hemipene or to the female. Yeah, because they're like wide and flat. Um, yeah. I want to show you, but it's obviously proving to be very difficult. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Oh yeah. See, that's that, no way the hemipene sucking that up. No. Yeah, that's good. That would be one of those. Yeah. Those king snake hemipenes that rip the female. <laughs> <laughs> So let's end on the on that double okay. dick talk. Um, so <laughs> if anyone if anyone wants to reach out to you, where can they find you? Um, on Facebook and Instagram, it's just uh, Mesozoic Reptiles. And uh, if I could plug uh, Superior Shipping Supplies, yeah, do it. Everybody, go and get your cups and boxes and you could actually do, we uh, do shipping labels to, uh, there too you guys could do uh, like ship your reptiles or um, uh, reptile express all the other companies uh, we have a thing we could make your own labels for shipping your reptiles so I can put a logo yeah. and everything on mine um I don't know if you could do lo logo but you could uh, make your sh make a label for your um, to make a shipment mm -hmm. for your when you're doing a shipment. And do you flat um, 
if I got like 15 boxes, is that sent flat or do you need to ship it as the box? You know what I'm talking about? Like 15 shipping boxes? Yeah. Um, yeah, it just goes ground FedEx to you. Okay. Yeah, and you could call um, and uh, my wife will answer the phone. <laughs> <laughs> That's so. awesome. Well, yeah, thanks again for coming along. All right. We had a great time. Uh, all right, thanks for having me. And tell your wife hi. <laughs> okay. And we are Port City Pythons, portcitypythons.com, Port City Pythons on Instagram. Everybody, everybody needs to watch that baby video that you did recently. That's so good. Thank you. Because that's like the, the only... Editing, dude, like, I haven't watched a lot of reptile shit. That shit, like, touched my heart. Like, it got me inspired again. Aww. Seriously. Like, I could see that in, like, a commercial somewhere or something. Like, it was so good. Good. You got talent. That's what I do for a living, so <laughs> see, hopefully I'm okay. Everyone, yeah. go watch the YouTube video and tell yeah. your friends about Hell it. Hell yeah, watch that shit. You're going to get touched by that shit. <laughs> Not touched directly. That's good. Touched, touched emotionally. emotionally. In the heart. The, the reptile heart. The reptile heart. I love it. Okay. <laughs> Bye, guys. Later. Bye.